Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, you ever wonder what Phil and I wear while we podcast? You can find out if you join our Patreon. We'll also be talking about the films of 1989, but that's definitely less important than seeing our Zoom backgrounds, our headphone choices, and our sweatshirts. It's true. It's true. You'll get to see all the various pieces of artwork that I have framed on my office wall, and you can see Kenny's garden, sort of. So that's something. That's exciting. It's a hanging garden. It's a hanging garden. Uh, but perhaps more important than anything, uh, we are doing this Patreon to cover the best films of 1989. Uh, Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2 with amazing guests like Tom Meissen, Liz Hanna, Joanna Robinson, Brian Cogman, Chuck Hayward. You can sign up at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. And for $5, you'll get access to all the audio of these fantastic episodes. For a few bucks more, you'll get video as well of our 99 and 89 episodes. And perhaps, most importantly, you'll be supporting us uh, so we can just keep making podcast content for you guys. Hello and welcome to Podcasts Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999, eating some sad sandwiches out of a cooler at night at a school here in 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybart. And I'm Phil Iscove. And with us again, new to 99, but not new to the new pod, to uh, my... Molly Margraf and Jerrica Lieberman, my friends from Step Up and my friends from Life and our friends from Life. Uh, Indeed. Great to have you guys back. And now friends of the pod since we've been on twice. Yes. Yep. Yep. I I mean, I 
Is there so, swag I get with this or no? No. But, uh, I mean, yeah, there'll be some swag down the road, maybe. Down but the I'll, road. I'll just I'll just say this. I felt a little bad because I threw this at Molly and Jerrica last week because um, I was like, Kenny and I. So, he, uh, you know, a little behind the scenes, Kenny and I were going to cover this movie pre-pandemic. Um, we, we were, we had a, a, another guest that we were going to do this with, um, and, and it kind of kept, kept getting moved around. And then ultimately we just kind of put a pin in it. And kind of um, hope we would never have to do it. That no well. one would notice. <laughs> but, but you, you know, we decided to do every movie, Kenny, as you know. So, uh, it was sure inevitable did. that we would cover this film at some point. Um, and I was like, obviously we want, want to have you guys back. So I was like, let's okay, see if wait. they want to do this movie. Um, and thankfully you guys were both game. Um, but I'll say this, and I don't know how you felt about this movie, Kenny. I mean, I don't think any of us liked this movie just to be above board, but, um, I kind of liked it more this time than I did the first time. I mean, not, uh, not like, not like leaps and bounds by any means, but like, I, I actually really hated it the first time. And then this time I was like, is this movie kind of just ill-conceived and just like it's it's not a good movie it's just badly directed i think is maybe the thing that i would i would that and the lack of chemistry between the two leads i i actually agree with you phil i i watched this the first time molly and jerica on lunch breaks in our office so as as i as i often watched movies as all the great films when we are meant to be watched when we were on step up so (laughs) on a laptop on our on our on our, you know, sixty-minute lunch is not a second over. I would. I'm kidding. We had these like luxurious lunches. Yeah. Enjoying three hours. Um, three just hours. Like, we're not going yeah. back. Mendocino Farms sandwiches. Random people would be sleeping. Uh, Mendo Farms. So, yeah. The food that fuels every writer's room across yeah. Los Angeles. Yep. True. Um, so I, I. Did not have the best experience watching this in, you know, in, in four sections the first time. Uh, I watched this in a mere two sittings this time, the second of which started at 5.15 yesterday morning uh, with, my two, with my two youngest boys who kept looking over and watching it. And Cole, the four-year-old, was like, you know, I, I think I like this. Layla wouldn't like it. Layla would be scared. But I scared. like it. Interesting. There's good, well, there's gunplay the in the movie. There is a little like the- bit of gunplay. The blue overall, like cold vibe. Yep. Yeah, no, this movie's super yeah. warm. This movie really but, is super inviting. <laughs> super it's not, inviting. It's not a good movie, <laughs> but I didn't think, I didn't think it was quite as doomed this time yes. as I did last time. Mm-hmm. I felt that yes. I, I the first time I watched it, I mean, let me be very clear. I was bored both times. <laughs> At no point was I was I like pulled into its mystique or anything like that like this movie is not good but this time around i found that there were scenes that i locked into that i was like there's something here and like i i I appreciated i guess what i'm getting at is i understand why this went through years and years of development i understand why there's like why this book and this script floated around for a while and that there were a lot of stars that thought there was something here. Um, because I do think that the concept of this movie isn't necessarily flawed. No. Nor do, I, th- nor do yeah. I think that it like, you know, I actually appreciated how it sort of unpacked maybe, maybe too much, but unpacked like what happens to loved ones when they're, when someone dies in a plane crash and like the protocols and the kind of yes. digging into all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff I thought was interesting. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think that it was well executed, 
Yeah. And like there's an interesting notion here. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my question to I, Molly I, and I, yeah, go ahead. Well, just real fast. I've been intrigued by this premise since the moment I heard it in yeah. 1999. Yeah. It's actually a great premise. Yeah. And there's so much to like one, one thing that I feel like is apparent is how much we've been screwed over by technology because the amount of steps <laughs> yes, you can yes. ask, like the yes. suspense is so much higher when there's no cell phones. Like, he has to get quarters to call yeah. and yeah. they yeah. don't know if she's on the plane. Like all yeah. that sequence, I yeah. was the best part of the movie for me. Like trying well, to track down if his wife was actually on the plane yes. was sort of the most suspenseful interesting part of the movie to me i also i will qualify that this is an aside but is it strange that his wife looks just like Kristen scott thomas no it's very weird he's got a type i was like oh there's Kristen scott thomas oh it's not her sorry jerica go no i was just gonna qualify that and say well i agree about the stakes and finding it the 15 minute scene of everybody at the fashion boutique finding out if she that was, was on that plane. <laughs> that that is just pretty say, hilarious. That <laughs> scene, I literally typed out the director of this film has an Oscar for best director. How did this see? Like, it is, it's no, like no. a, it's like fucking noises off. It's it like is. a fucking play unto itself. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really was. It was. That I felt like is. Yeah. That's true. But I, I did like the idea of like, each it's like everything like you're saying there's an idea behind there like i love this kind of like each character finding out mm-hmm. being like oh shit she was cheating like well this guy's just trying to figure out if she's alive it's like both humiliating and heartbreaking it was just so poorly executed yeah like so yeah. poorly done what a great idea you're so what a great right. idea yeah well, considering we're ahead of the story Sorry. Yeah. The only- Sorry. No, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about considering the, the, the audience is oh, ahead of the, the story and that yes. the audience is ahead of the story in yeah. that moment. Um, it, uh, it only works as, uh, the way you're talking about Molly, it only works as like a character moment, but because like <laughs> we know what has happened, there is no tension about what has happened. There's only tension about how he's going to react to what has happened. We do not need this. I, I well, do want to say, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think the one thing about it is that Harrison gives you nothing. So it's like this director is pulling it's some of the worst responses, work you'll ever see. But the responses were, we're supposed to feel based on your day players. So this director is like pulling these performance out of these people who are just like in the shop because Harrison's giving you this. this is, I no, I totally agree with you, Jerrica. And, and I, I want to kind of, Kenny and I have talked about this on many occasions, but like intent, right? Like a filmmaker's yeah. intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there is unquestionably, in my opinion anyway, a goal here for this movie. It's just, it's just ill-conceived in, in, yeah. in the sense that like, I think that Sidney Pollack, who has made many different types of films, like Tootsie, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they shoot horses, don't they, out of Africa. These are all drastically dissimilar films, some right? Some really yeah. good and some, some really, really good. bad. Right. <laughs> and like some people don't realize are as bad as they are. Yeah. Like Tootsie yeah. and Out of Africa are awful. <laughs> but uh, no one seems to realize that yes. one. As I get to do a rewatch. <laughs> they are awful. But his movies from the 70s are incredible. So... Yeah, they shoot horses, don't they? It's an unbelievable film. It's one of my um, favorite movies. I watched. It's it an unbelievable. Movie. All right, I'll watch it. Yeah, I think you. I I think you guys would really really enjoy it. It's he impossible just, not to. Sidney like. Pollack just amazing. kind of loses loses the thread a little bit as a film. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and this film is so tonally all over the place. Like mm-hmm. when I think about the side by side of 
whatever the fuck this investigation that Harrison Ford is a part of that what involves is that? Dennis Haybert. <laughs> and and like oh. he's like, what is that? It's like a completely different movie. Could anyone explain what even happened? Also, it was a bad cop, maybe? No, it's like it's an, an eternal George, affairs thing, right? It's an eternal affairs thing, and but George is somehow a serial killer because he looks at the dumpster and he was like, "This is George's work." Like you it's know it's, it's, that he's done this before. This is how crazy. he kills. Like, I, I terrible. It's, it's terrible. It, it's a waste of time. It's also it this movie clocks in at around two hours and twenty minutes. So, like, if you pulled yeah. out that investigation, this movie could have been a tight, dramatic throw. Yeah. About these two widows, yeah. which is what this movie should have been solely about. And I also it think that been the, about the her ma- her election either, for the record. But anyway. well, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna deride it a little bit because that at least. Okay. Is, so I understand the purpose of the internal affairs thing, which is essentially to put Harrison Ford in danger. And sure. I own, but but that's fine and lame, and I didn't like it at all, and <laughs> took up way too much real estate. Mm-hmm. The the congressional race does make sense to me. Because sure. there are there is a real impediment for them getting together, mm-hmm. which is her, you know, mm-hmm. apparent reputational hit she would take yeah. if she found out. So that one doesn't necessarily irk me as much. But it, it really does, you know, I was thinking of when I was on hindsight, how we kept having, I don't know if you guys, you guys know what hindsight was about, a woman who travels 20 yeah. years into the past. Totally. Seen every episode. We, totally. Thank you. <laughs> Great show. We, we, I have. Great show. We, 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 we kept getting the note like, well, what, what's, what's she doing for money? What's her work story? You know, and I kept pitching like, wouldn't it be great if she just remembered the score of every Jets game? She could just bet on it. We don't have to do a work story because mm-hmm. the idea is someone traveling back 20 years yeah. in the past to go work mm-hmm. for a, a zine. To have a job. To have a job. <laughs> yeah. It's just like. At the yeah. very least, if she's going to have a job, let her have a job where she gets to use her like you know future sense. And that's uh-huh. the, that. That's what I felt with this movie. It's like, well, Harrison Ford has to have a job. He has to have a <laughs> right, work right, right. story. But it's not. He doesn't. No, he really well, doesn't. What's weird about it is that on some level, it feels like to, to your point, and I agree with you, Kenny. The 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 congressional stuff revolves around secrets. The idea yeah. of like her keeping something to herself, keeping it away from the public because of the you know fear of what sort of fallout there might be. And I think what they thematically think that the Harrison Ford stuff is about is investigation, right? It's him digging up stuff. It's about him trying to, but, but he doesn't really do much investigating, quite frankly. He just kind of harasses people, it feels yeah. like. He like just yells yeah. at people a bunch. So like he's not a particularly good cop either. It's a very, it's weird. So it's, it's just sort of like, I don't get it. Sorry. I feel it. like, no, I was just going to say, I actually feel like the, the detective story, I wish Molly, oh, she can hear. I was a I was guest gonna... three-year-old who had some thoughts. I was just going to say the detective story felt like it was written by somebody who was like, this must be what detectives do very much like yesterday when I wrote a scene for Molly about religion and she was like, no, (laughs) this is not religion. Um, But it just felt like, like, why the hotel? Like, what do you, they oh didn't go. I, it's a yeah. hotel. Like, what are you going to find? It was like, oh, I know, two robes. Like, there isn't two robes in every hotel room. Anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. I was the, like, it was interesting because I thought for a second that it was going to go down a path of finding out that their their loved ones were involved in yep. something deeper than an affair. Yeah. So did I. And there was a yeah. moment where that felt interesting. And like, 
What's interesting to me about the congressional race story, like I agree with Kenny, there's something about it that would have been nice if they played it well. Like she fell for this guy who mended her heart, but then she couldn't be with him because, but it's interesting watching those stories now. It's like, because, because it's so yeah. dated in the sense that we've had Trump as president. No, yeah. <laughs> like, like the scandal of her ending up with yeah. Harrison Ford is like not a scandal at all, which is not, you know, they couldn't have foreseen that. But I always feel like it's interesting watching those. And the other the other thing about that is I felt like we were going to find out some twist that Harrison Ford was the crooked cop. And yeah. that's why she couldn't be with him. Like yep. once yep. it came out that he was well, it's, it's fucked interesting. Up. Because I'm kind of of two minds about it. Because there's a part of me that I think we all kind of felt like one of these affairs or one of the the the, the wife or the whatever would somehow dovetail into one yeah. of these investigations or something mm-hmm. so that Harrison Ford's, you know, relentless attempts to get to the bottom of it would bear fruit. Yes. That doesn't happen, which no. is in its own way kind of interesting. Yeah. Because when, when she says to him, like, there's nothing here, mm-hmm. that's actually an interesting notion. It's just deeply mm-hmm. anticlimactic and ultimately yes. feels as though we've been following two threads that don't go anywhere. Yes. But, yes. I just, she, but she yeah. is right yeah. that yeah. there's nothing there yeah. because mm-hmm. these people have yeah. no fucking chemistry. <laughs> well, there's like, there's absolutely too. nothing. Nothing here. They hate yeah, that, each other. They, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, Chris, Chris, she is trying. She is trying her so, <laughs> so trying hard yeah. to, yeah. to like pull something out of this guy. Yeah. But they, it's ugh. Ugh. I tweeted this the other yesterday, actually, which is this is what happens when you're offer only and you don't <laughs> do chemistry reads. Yeah. Um, and and it, it really is amazing to me how often. When you think about how many movies are cast with giant movie stars that refuse to do an audition or refuse to actually do a chemistry read and they just hope that they'll have chemistry. Like, think about how insane it is that millions of dollars Mm -hmm. hangs in the balance based on the hope that two most likely overpriced actors will just have chemistry is crazy. Like, it's Mm -hmm. it's a really crazy notion. Yeah. Um, and 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 this is what happens when when that goes when that goes sideways. Um, these two people, I, I would think that there's two things at play here. The first is that they don't have chemistry just inherently, and then on yeah. top of it, I think that Harrison Ford is doing something, like is actually trying to put in a performance that's antithetical to the movie. But mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I think you're being generous. I yeah. I I thought. I thought he was. I was actually wondering if he was high the whole time. Like I know he has a reputation. <laughs> also possible. Like, also possible. He does love marijuana. Is the he word does. on the street allegedly? Right. Don't come <laughs> for me, Harrison. <laughs> Same. I, that's the that's the rumor. The rumor has really it. I think like, you could outrun him now. Not only is he always <laughs> hot. Not only is he always high. He's like eighty. You're right. Yeah. I no, I will true. say you guys also did, beforehand did act like he he didn't perform in this movie this is true but i don't think he looks bad for an look, elderly gentleman he has an awful haircut awful um, haircut still got awful. the earring but he ages quite nicely yeah and he's not a bad looking man i actually look. think that in the next film he does which is what lies beneath he looks infinitely better and uh, like uh-huh. him and michelle pfeiffer have like genuine chemistry they have genuine chemistry yeah. like and and they both seem yeah. hot in that movie and like and they're into and it and, you know what i mean like i i honestly th- i mean i think harrison first of all harrison ford is a is a well-known gorgeous old man so no one is questioning whether or not this guy aged gracefully Correct. that haircut was 
awful. 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 Like horrible. Like just, you, you can't even look <laughs> at this guy. You can't even, because she's like, Chris and Scott Thomas for, uh, you know, all her flaws as someone trying to do an American accent is oh, like. That was rough. Fucking, it was rough. She's like an oil painting. She is like gorgeous. Yeah. And yeah. why would she spend a second with this like idiot with the supercuts haircut? I uh, I think that she's. I mean, we need to talk about her accent for a second because it's bonkers. Uh, I don't. It is. I'm not sure. I mean, is it? Is she trying to do a New Hampshire accent? Is that what that sounds like? Or uh, I don't know. Like New Hampshire is like a Boston accent, right? Right. right? No, okay. she's 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 doing her her best not to ah oh, her R's. It's bizarre. Um, I want to read the synopsis very quickly for the people that haven't watched this film. Uh, mm-hmm. After a plane crash in which both spouses are killed, Sergeant Dutch Van Denbrook, played by Harrison Ford. Normal name. Con- totally normal <laughs> name. Dutch is a totally normal thing to call somebody. Uh, and Congresswoman Kay Chandler, played by Kristen Scott Thomas. Lives are connected. Their spouses were headed to the same address with identical keys under Mr. and Mrs. Plane Tickets. The investigation leads to startling discoveries and unexpected romance. Mr. Plane or, Tickets was my father. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, Random Hearts opened on October 8th, 1999 in second place with a $13 million, uh, with $13 million behind Double Jeopardy. Uh, it would go on to make $74 million on a $64 million budget. That just goes to show that like Harrison Ford movies are going to open most of the time, no matter Incredible. what. Incredible. It's amazing. $75 it's million. Dollars Put that Crazy. guy with this horrible haircut on. The- I mean, that is seventy. There's in 1994. We're talking about like 150 million dollars today. I mean, uh, hilarious that that, yeah. that many people would go and see this movie. Uh, it's got 15 percent on. That's one five, ladies and gentlemen, on Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes from critics oh, wow. and 24 from audiences. And 13 on Apple TV. 13%. There you go. There you go. So, uh, I'm going to read a little bit of uh, of two reviews. Roger Reaper gave the film two and a half stars, said there are many good things in Random Hearts, but they're side by side instead of one after the other. They exist in the same film, but they don't add up to the result of the film. Actually, the film has no result, just an ending. Leaves us with all of those fine pieces still waiting to come together. If this were a screenplay and not the final product, you could see how one more rewrite might fall into place. Uh, maybe the fundamental problem is the point of view. The interesting character here is the woman, but the mm-hmm. movie starts is Harrison Ford, so the film is told from his point of view and saddled with the unnecessary crime plot he drags in, a plot with no thematic connection to the rest of the story. How about a movie about a Republican congresswoman who loses her husband and gains a cop who looks like Harrison Ford, all seen through eyes, now that would be a movie? Sure. It's a more interesting movie, but... Mm-hmm. Well, ha- so wait, she was a Republican. She was. Do you not yes, remember the remember line? That. It was a very uncomfortable scene. It's the in best. Bed. It's a post-coital do, uh, scene where she says, are you a Democrat? I have some books for you to read. Yeah, we'll yeah, have no, conversations. Goes, we'll have, well, like, yeah, yes. we'll, I'll give you books and, to read. Yeah, then yeah. it's, I'll give you books. And it's so like, I, wait, I, books for what? To become a Republican? <laughs> How to become a Republican. Republican I, for she, dummies. Yeah. Shouldn't it be that hard? It's not that long of a walk for the cop to become a Republican. Little did <laughs> he know. But like, but the irony is that used to all be Democrats. But uh, the... The only reason I was confused is because so this billionaire that jumps in the race is a primary challenge. That's the idea because they said he blew yeah. in from from left field or should I say right field. So that's the whole thing screwed me up a little bit. This idea mm-hmm. that this guy is a primary challenge to her seat in New Hampshire. Uh, and yeah, whatever. Yep. But yes, it's, a it's an amazing thing. Uh, I, I just want to read a That's very how quick crazy thing. shit was. Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. gave the movie a D. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, said Sydney Pollock's preposterous romantic mystery starring Harrison Ford is the movie that dares to ask, what's even worse than learning that your wife has been killed in a plane crash? Learning that she was on her way to Miami for a weekend rendezvous with her lover. Is it possible to look like you want to cry and strangle stray pedestrians at the same time? Harrison Ford succeeds, but I'm not <laughs> sure that this is the acting triumph <laughs> that he thinks it is. In this gloomy, introspective mode, Ford steamrolls every scene with the heaviness of his emotions. He's become a thick-witted, broodingly stylized uh, hero torment man um, and then the bomb report said every year a prestige picture with a top shelf director and a bankable lead turns out to be a complete creative and commercial misfire that movie in 1999 was Random Hearts yeah it's it's really just so I, I want to just take a very quick second here to talk about where Harrison Ford was in his career at this time Harrison Ford obviously was an enormous star, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, what have you. Then he has witnessed Mosquito Coast, Working Girl in the mid 80s, all great movies, oh, yeah. you know, Oscar nominations, all of that stuff. Presumed Innocent no. regarding Henry, great movies. Um, he's, only, he's only ever been nominated for one Oscar, just Witness. Yeah, but those movies were nominated yes, yes. for, for yeah. Um, and then, you know, then he's got Patriot Games um, and The Fugitive in the early 90s. Uh, then he does Sabrina in 95, which I would argue he's miscast in, but I understand that there are people that love that movie. Um, and Air Force One, 1997, an enormous hit, his last movie, <laughs> if I would, I would argue, of any, you know, relevance. Because That's then true. you've got Six Days, Seven Nights, and Random Hearts, both of which he's cast against people that don't work. Like, those are both bad. Anne Hage is, Anne is that Anne Hage? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, on an island, right, or something. It's 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 African Queen, sort of. Oh, okay. uh, sort okay. of what it is. Um, it kind of. I mean, look, it's not a great movie, but it's it. it but he it, it works a lot better than this movie. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, you know, a, yeah. Because yeah. at least it's a romp. At least it's like fun. <laughs> yeah, but at least it's got like yeah. adventure kind of like. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It's trying yeah. to do some romance in the stone stuff, and he at least is you know playing yeah, that older. Uh, right. he, he's a pilot, but he's playing that older Harrison Ford type. Yes. This is just gross. But then he does What Lies Beneath, which is a hit uh, mm-hmm. that Zemeckis shoots in between Castaway when Tom Hanks is losing all his weight and growing a beard. Um, and then he has a string of K-19, Hollywood Homicide, Firewall. Those are all movies that don't exist, <laughs> that are terrible movies. Uh, and he comes back to life with Crystal Skulls because, you know, it's Indiana Not Jones. really, though. People, but doesn't really. And then he kind of goes away for ages and does a bunch of shitty movies. I would argue he's good in the new Star Wars movies. He's good in the new Blade Runner. But again, like these are sort of, I mean, it's, we're, we're past the point of Harrison Ford having relevancy. It almost doesn't matter if he's good in those movies. He Correct. certainly didn't get cast for any reason other than having been in <laughs> the previous yeah. ones. Yeah. The, the one thing I would point out that I think he is quite good in, and that was a bit of a surprising casting, was 42. Uh, yes. He, yes. he really does kind of play a character yes. in that movie in a way he almost never does otherwise. Now, it's possible he was going for an Oscar. You know, yes. I mean, like with that with that particular role, it's mm-hmm. possible he, he saw this as his last shot. But um, yeah, he that was, you know, no pun. That was probably the last time he had something close to a fastball. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll just, no I'm going to write for, for one other movie that is sort of a movie that doesn't exist that I actually quite like, and it's Morning Glory. You guys ever see that movie? The, the Rachel McAdams? Rachel McAdams. Yes. It's basically a morning show. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's, 
And it's because it's Harrison playing off of Diane Keaton as these yeah. morning show personalities. And, and like, it's actually a much better movie than it got credit for at the time. It was kind of a bit of a bomb. Um, it was a, it was actually a bad robot project too. Like it just was sort of this like weird little movie that I mm-hmm. actually think is a lot better than people give credit for. Um, and he's good in it. And again, I, I, I think what you're getting at too, Kenny is Harrison Ford could very well find a pocket of being like the elder statesman supporting roles in things. And he probably could have had a couple Oscar nominations by this point. If he just did a couple smaller movies where he showed that like, he's still got range. He can still do stuff. It's just, if he wants it, you know, I mean, he yeah. really is like 80 years old, right? So he is. He is I don't, I'm, I'm not really exaggerating. He's an 80 year old man. <laughs> and if he, but he's you know, still he, flying planes. Well, he's Indiana Jones. Jones. He's shooting an Indiana Jones. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. yeah. It's not that he's, he's not okay. working, but like, yeah. does I, maybe he does. Maybe he wants to, you know, pull a Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda was probably like 40 when he did on Golden Pond. But Correct. Maybe, <laughs> Pull a Henry Fonda and try to win one, you know, one last one yeah. in some, you know, or a cares. Christopher Plummer. I mean, like he could have played that. Uh, was it Christopher Plummer who who won for Beginners? It was right. Yep, it's Plummer. He could have played yeah. uh, like a Christopher. Absolutely, he could do that role. Totally that could have done that particular role. role yep. And I think that would have been interesting. And maybe there's a world where someone is like, I just had this thing only Harrison Ford can do. Yep. Like. Weirdly enough, Arnold Schwarzenegger did one a few years ago with um when Maggie? he came back. Maggie, and that was a small thing, and you know, people who saw it really liked it. Yep. And it's funny that at this point in their career, Schwarzenegger is the one who's like, I think I got an Oscar in me. <laughs> and Harrison Ford is the one who's like, only I, if I, mean, I played this character before. <laughs> I don't know. First of all, I think it's pretty clear Harrison Ford doesn't care about winning an Oscar because as I mentioned mm-hmm. off mic yesterday. He passed on traffic, which was sort of a notorious yeah. moment, sort of a you know uh, fork in the road for him career-wise. Um, he passes on that in, I guess it was around this time. So that movie comes out, traffic comes out in 2000. So around this time, he chooses to not do a film that's so sort of political to some degree. He's like, I another. already did my political um, film, Random, Random Hearts. Hearts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had my scene where I said I was maybe a Democrat. Um, yeah, what I mean, I it's... Am? It, so it, it had he done that movie, I think, A, he would have been great in that film. Not to say that Michael Douglas isn't good in that movie. He's he's completely serviceable and fine. Um, I, I just think that that could have been an amazing moment for him and it might have opened doors. And ultimately, he chose yeah. not to do that. Um, all that being said, um, it's, you know, it's what it is. Kristen Scott Thomas, however, uh, at this point in her career, is in a uh, an interesting place. She's just English Patients ninety six. She does Horse Whisperer in ninety eight, a movie that I'm not really sure anybody really remembers. Apparently, Remember Horse Whisperer. A, a, no, no. I Horse Whisperer was like Billy Bob. Big Jordan, book. Right? It was a big book. No, yeah, it was a big book. Huge book. At the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I started to try to read it. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's rough. It's not great. Uh, and, and Scarlett Johansson plays her daughter. <laughs> oh. Um, you know, because that makes sense. Sure. Um, it, it's, it, it, again, Robert Redford and Kristen Scott Thomas, odd casting. Yeah. Kristen Scott Thomas is just, you have to be, I mean, very specific about the, the people she plays off of. She um, played off of uh, Prince in Under the Cherry Moon. It was pretty good. Did she? She was. That's she, it's awful. her first. It's her first movie. She was the the female oh, wow. lead. I gotta check of that this out. movie. I didn't know she and was in that. 
Oh, dude, it's a it's an it's an insane movie. One best, one one worst movie, the Razzies. So that's why I, I watched it. But it's, um, <laughs> what's it's it called again? Under the Cherry Moon. Cherry Moon. Directed by Moon. Okay. directed by Prince. Okay. And uh, actually, I think it was Prince and, and I think Mary Lambert got fired off of it. Who did my episode mm-hmm. of Step Up? Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah, fun for you. It was fun for me. And, uh, <laughs> did and, you ask her about it? No, I. She also did Pet Cemetery. I was trying to get her on for Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was very yeah, busy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but she. Uh, no, I didn't ask her about Under the Cherry Moon. I said, I didn't want to ask her about the time Prince fired her. But it's a black <laughs> and white. It's a black and white movie set in France that's a homage to the jazz era, uh, completely, you know, raceless. Um, but like the music isn't even good. Prince is like a row. It's it's a it's worth watching. Okay. It's different. I just want to see what she looks like. I'm, I'm looking her up right now just she to see what she looks like. Fantastic. Then. I'm sure she looks. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, she's stunning. Uh, she, I mean, Chris Scott Thomas, obviously. You know, Prince knows uh, how to pick them. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the first time I noticed her, and it feels like the first time most people probably noticed her was Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah. Um, it feels like that was sort of what put her on the map. Um, she does a bunch of films. Um, she's in Mission Impossible, Kenny's favorite franchise. And <laughs> Kenny's giving a thumbs down. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's English Patient that obviously is just, you know, just enormous. Yeah. Best uh, Actress yeah. nomination, an enormous movie. She has tremendous chemistry with Ray Fiennes in that film. Yes. Um, she's just, it's, it's, she's great. Um, mm-hmm. She unfortunately just Hollywood doesn't really know what to do with her. They put her in, a, they put her in this, they put her in Random Hearts, they put her in Horse Whisperer, and then ultimately it feels like she does Gosford Park. She's amazing in Gosford Park, but you know, a big ensemble and movies obviously not not hinging on her. Um, you know, she's in other movies, obviously, here and there. Uh, she was in Darkest Hour. She played Winston Churchill's wife in that. And she was obviously amazing in Fleabag. She had an episode of Fleabag in the second mm-hmm. season that she was tremendous in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does feel like Hollywood's just like, eh, she's too cold. We can't, she's too frigid. She doesn't play well off of our big leading men so we're just gonna kind of you know that's that it's a bummer yeah it is a bummer yeah uh, there's also like yeah. snippets of there's great guest cast appearances by women that we saw much more of later like Edie Falco yeah. and Bonnie Hunt, Love that. Bonnie yeah. Hunt Bonnie yes Hunt. Bonnie Hunt oh that was a confusing turn that so, was a very <laughs> confusing turn. turn Bonnie is also sleeping <laughs> with this gentleman I was like wait who isn't sleeping with this gentleman and there's also Bonnie Hunt is cheating on her best with her, cheating, with her best friend's husband I'm supposed to buy that we're supposed it to buy so that weird. and also there was like no surprise I was confused was awful. going awful. into this scene awful if Kristen Scott Thomas Thomas was aware already in yeah. trapping her, or if this was another surprise, like bam, my husband was cheating on me. Oh shit, you found out it was me, and it was like you. I think <laughs> it's the lab. Lab. It's the confusing yeah, about yeah, whether or not she was aware or what. Because I, I thought she was asking her if she knew if she knew that her husband yeah. had this she other was. lover, which was. is totally she plausible. Was. The husbands are friends. Yes. I have the kind of relationship with my wife where I would definitely tell her if I knew this kind of thing. So it's definitely plausible that like she could have known. Yeah, that was the the line. Originally, that was the scene. And then they were like, this isn't a big enough turn. So they were like, by the way, (laughs) I was sleeping with them too. And you're like, 
There was also no sort of fault. There was no like the person you would, unless I missed this. Okay. Cause there were some moments that I checked out of the movie, but there was no (laughs) follow up with the one person you would talk to about this, Harrison Ford to say like, so my husband was just a cheating all around town. Turns out it wasn't just your wife. Yep, he yeah. was everywhere. Oh, it's a horrible movie. The, it's, it, it's an interesting thing because, like, all right. So sometimes I look at screenwriting, <laughs> TV writing, whatever, mm-hmm. and I think you guys know this as like you're basically walking towards a cliff, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going as far and as far and as far out until it gets like exciting and like it's mm-hmm. right there. But if you push too far, you fall over the cliff and you ruin <laughs> everything. Right. And that's what they did when you were talking about Jericho. It's like they felt like they needed something else. They went over the cliff and ruined everything. They made me think that they don't know anything about what they're doing in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think what's interesting. I, then, too, but the other thing yeah, is like with so many sure. of the other points in this film, it's like they don't even get near it. Right. They like they don't even yeah. like they don't even like begin to unpack, like, okay, so he was cheating on more than cheating on her with more than one woman. That might be a narrative string we could pull on and see yeah. what else comes up but they're like yeah no no not at all. Down there. it means nothing to me unless you use it also not important not the biggest flaw of the movie at all but what exactly was her job because she was a sales lady who also occasionally covered photo shoots oh yeah for talking about his wife yeah, what was yeah his the wife, wife the yeah. non-kristen scott thomas wife who looks just Peyton. like Kristen scott thomas Peyton she Vander covers photo shoots, Peyton. but she works for a department store. She is the in-house photographer for the department store. Oh. Don't worry. I spent a lot of time deciding <laughs> what her job was. And I appreciate I like, that, Jerica. Why Thank are we you. spending so much time here? Exactly. I was quite confused. So, they both yeah. are raking in quite a salary too, also, to have is, that house. Is that a job? Where I one is a detective. No it is no longer a job. I believe I don't think it was ever a job. No, it also might not have been, but I do believe back when like magazines oh. had deals with fashion lines, you would do like back right. in the day, back in the early, I mean, she, you know, what was that show? Sick. Katie Keen. Katie Keen could have covered that. Okay. Anyway, but she okay. worked at a department store, which yeah, showcases various sex. different designers. In DC. So in DC. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying they do anything, but I get that's the point. The point is she made up a lot. Uh, yes. Except, but that's why it's confusing because you're like, oh, I see. She made it up and he believed it. And then they're like, no, sometimes she does do that. Just not this weekend. Sometimes she does go to do photo shoots, but it wasn't this weekend. And you're like, I just say though, you said something, Molly, earlier that I think is worth, that's worth unpacking for a quick second here, which is, in the scene between Kristen Scott Thomas and Bonnie Hunt, you're really unclear as to how uh, Kay feels, right? Yeah. This revel- even when the revelation happens that her best friend was fucking her husband, she doesn't seem particularly t- taken aback by it. She doesn't seem particularly thrown by it. If I'm being honest, Kay doesn't seem thrown by much of anything throughout this no. film, all-, all things considered. No. Yeah. Which is part of the... Problem. I honestly think that, and this is part of the direction issues, which mm-hmm. is that I think that Sydney's directing this film as though these people are mysterious, as mm-hmm. opposed to these people are are ambiguous. These people don't yeah. don't actually meet, like they don't have any feelings towards things. And it's just that that flatness that seems to permeate basically all the performances in this movie yeah. creates this like laconic two and a half hours, two hours and 20 minutes where you're just like, what am I supposed to care about exactly? Yeah. Like you yeah. just genuinely have no idea what you're supposed to care about. 
There was also like a great setup moment that was also disastrous acting, which is when she finds out about her husband dying and she's on camera for a promo. And there's a great opportunity there for a soup, for for all of these feelings and then trying to cover the, the, there's other people in the room. She's confused. He wasn't supposed to be going to Miami. Like she's putting it all together and we got nothing. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. It's amazing. But I was just going to say, even in like the, what I was saying earlier about him pulling the performance out of your day players, like even they were told, they were like given the same note, be mysterious. Yes. So then there's that scene where he goes, are you surprised again at the fashion yeah. store? My favorite. Oh, right. Scene. Yes. And he's like, are you surprised? Were you by the fashion? She gives you nothing. And I was like, yeah. is she? Like, and I, I don't know. Is she surprised? Is he surprised? Well, this and then is, he just yeah. storms off. Well, I'm then there's so then there's like the woman who works at the department store yeah. with the dark hair, who's yeah. still yeah, kind of covering for her. Yeah, she's she's still like, covering her after she's she dead. Covering for her, like she, she should be, yeah. she should be thrown into the pit of despair. And then later, <laughs> she confesses that she. I think I wasn't sure. Yeah, she, <laughs> she can. She, she confesses. Her husband was cheating on her, right? Or was it yes. her mom was cheating on her dad? Okay. She confesses to 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 Harrison yes. that in the past her husband yes. had been adulterous. Yes. But, but also so had she. And then what's right. weirder is she said, but also it's not done. It got because I watched it twice, guys. And, so, and <laughs> also she then goes, So I would not tell you. I would lie to you. Right. I would never tell you the truth. And so then to Molly's point earlier about the doing the photo shoots, like she's the one. At the start of that scene, like if you watch the scene backwards, I feel like it makes more sense. But <laughs> at the end of that, at the start of that scene, he's like, Are you sure she shot any catalogs? Right. And the woman's like, Yes. And he's like, How do you know? And she's like, Because we've seen the photos. And then she proceeds to be like, But I wouldn't tell you if I was lying. Oh, okay. she goes one step farther. We were supposed to go catch that she was lying the whole time. But so she also goes little- one step farther and like yeah. stops. The yes. other woman that's working yes. at the department yes, from store saying, from yeah. saying anything and giving Harrison yeah. any information. Don't you feel like that so scene was in the wrong place? <laughs> all I like, like that scene were. where she's I, trying to stop the woman from giving Harrison the number in the Rolodex was like in the wrong place. Like this <laughs> ship has sailed. He knows. I, I said this to you guys. I said this to you guys yesterday about Harrison Ford. Watching this movie, it's it's almost impossible to understand this guy's capable of a charismatic performance. Yes. Uh, yes. Watching this movie also makes me feel like, how do we ever make good movies? <laughs> like, I'm thinking about a movie that is that feels it's not similar in setup, but it's similar in tone and it's similar in kind of like you know this this like. Uh, Whatever, it's a domestic drama. A uh, not not a domestic drama. It's a workplace drama. Uh, broadcast news, which oh, is yeah. like similar in tone and scope, is what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm getting mm-hmm. at. Tone and scope, and yet every moment in that movie is like perfectly calibrated, mm-hmm. and it just feels like nothing in this movie is well calibrated. Like it's. No. We were all intrigued by the premise because it is an interesting premise. But every decision they made moving forward was like the most convoluted and confusing decision possible. And like, I, I mean, I would only only to speculate, like it just seems like one of those situations where Sidney Pollack has an Oscar. Sidney Pollack had an incredible run in the 70s and 80s. Sidney Pollack gets a script. This is put perfect. I could shoot this tomorrow. Calls up his friend Harrison. And Har- <laughs> I mean, actually, looking at the script, it was probably Sabrina. Sydney Pollack. They did Sabrina together. 
Yeah, they're friends. I got another script for you. It might win an Oscar. Who do you want? Who's the hot girl from uh, Four Weddings of Year Old? Et cetera, et cetera. But I looked at the writer too. It actually seems like Sidney Pollack was, was the genesis of this because yes. the writer is a guy who wrote Out of Africa and Absence of Malice. Out of Africa mm-hmm. isn't a terribly conceived and written film. It is just a film about the only white woman in Africa. Um, <laughs> Uh, Sounds like a problematic movie. And white man. Absence of of Malice is a very good movie uh, that feels like the work of a director who really gives a shit. Well, can I just say what's interesting uh, that you brought up James L. Brooks? Because in the 90s, he was attached to this movie with Kevin Costner to star in it. And it's very, what it's a very different movie that would have been right, yeah. like a very different film. But to your yeah. point, Kenny, Costner would have like done this. Costner, Costner would have like, done this, and James this. L. Brooks yeah. would have understood that this is a yeah. movie yeah. about infidelity. This is a movie yeah. about like yeah. the, the weird. Like James L. Brooks movie would have been Bounce, which I don't think is a great movie by any means, but yeah. it would have been more in that arena. The the mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow Ben Affleck movie um, of just sort of like the grief of a plane crash and Uh kind of, you know, people that are brought together under these circumstances. Like that's a movie I can get on board with. What is this movie? You know, this is not not all that dissimilar. This is not all that dissimilar from the love letter. Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Which no. is the yeah. Kevin Costner movie he did this he did this year. No, uh, the love letter. Is... Not the love letter. The other one. What was the one he did with? Um, oh, uh, message in a bottle. Message in a bottle. It's not all that dissimilar from message in a bottle uh, at all. Like like the the stations in life of these two characters yep. and the way they come yep. together. And message in the bottle wasn't a great film, but it was a no. million times better than this. Just a million times better. Than also, this. can I just say no, you bring up been... message in a bottle, which I think is interesting because mm-hmm. I think, and this is not, I'm not slagging Kristen Scott Thomas in this, but if you put Robin Wright in this role, yeah, I, I think that yeah, this that's movie, actually a good casting. There's no way that if you put the Kevin Costner and Robin Wright in this role. All of a sudden, I just feel better about yeah. every fucking thing. I feel happening. like it's one film else I feel like could be in this role. Yeah, After you mentioned Four Weddings and the Funeral, I was thinking like Andy McDowell in this role, someone who read the hurt all over her face mm-hmm. in yeah, that kind of way. Like, I feel like with Kristen Scott Thomas, A, it was just the moment, as you pointed out, but also it was like, 
oh, her kind of coldness, whatever works with being a politician, but it doesn't work with the rest of the of the movie. She's not maternal. She doesn't come across as particularly maternal. I mean, part of the problem here, too, I sent you guys uh, the, the Entertainment Weekly cover uh, mm-hmm. from from 99 when yes, they had yeah. Harrison Ford and Chris uh-huh. Scott Thomas on the cover of their fall movie preview. And yeah. even just the picture, they look so bored. They look so, mm-hmm. like there's just there's no even a still image. I'm just yeah. like, and I don't want to say that they had zero chemistry, but I do want to unpack for a second here the sex scenes, okay? Because there oh my are two, the kissing Sorry. scene in the car was uncomfortable, fucking weird, guys. Terrifying, true, truly <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like, kind of rapey at first. Oh, and yeah, then, like yeah. all the jump cuts rapey. and the whatevers, and was like, yeah. what the fuck is this? It yeah, was so really terrible. Yeah. And then to follow it up with like the weird, like, are you coming inside? Are you coming inside? Obviously not. You're like, what a horrible movie. (laughs) Like, no, really. Like if you, like that, that is, that scene is so bad bad in, in context and then, or taken out of context. And then in the context of the film, that should have been the end of the relationship. Yeah. And there is something about an old white guy Sidney Pollock and Harrison Ford. There is this thing where I think that men of that generation mm-hmm. think that's how you start a sexual relationship. Yeah, and uh, there are all, so many movies where where you see so many movies from from that that's era gross. made by these group this group of people where mm-hmm. something that starts with like physicality that's bordering on violence and turns into yeah. just like grabbing of arms, throwing yep. against the wall and making out. And we saw it a little bit in Sea of Love, which is from yes. 88. Yes. But that's not like two people falling in love. That's two people like like really like holding a lot of things back and she's more into it than Kristen Scott Thomas is. And again, like even that was like very weird and uncomfortable. But this is all like, of it. <laughs> this is like you missed some fucking important it's days very of school. Weird. It's, yeah, it's, I think they, th- I mean, to your point, Kenny, I think that that kind of physicality felt like passionate back then. Mm-hmm. And now watching it just feels like uh, there's a lack of consent going on. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's not. If okay. she get, if yeah. she, I mean, even though, you know, it, do- it doesn't even like rise to the level of like that was passion because right. she doesn't right, ever right, stop right. Yes, resisting. Yes. yes mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very strange. It's and very I, I rewatched it like three times because I was like, because she is okay. a straight A student. I do. And also, I have this. Here's the thing when you guys talk about was, the movie, Jessica, Jessica, <laughs> Jessica. Jessica. Did you just go, okay, Millie. <laughs> 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 Millie and Jessica. <laughs> Jessica would like an A plus for today's episode. I was, thank you. Um, however, I I watched three times because the first time is where it lost me on this particular. Yeah, you scene. Fell I had to like, yeah, I felt I was like, ah, and then fell asleep. <laughs> but also, I should let you know that I didn't look up what this movie got before we watched it. Like, oh, I okay. didn't know, I didn't research it. I was like, maybe they like this movie, so I watched it the entire first time, being like, there's got to be something to like in this movie. Yeah. So I'm at that scene and I was like, okay, let me just like watch it again. Like maybe it's what she says. Like maybe she said something before and we're supposed to understand that she's in pain and this is a thing. She literally says, I wrote down, why did you wish we stayed? And then it's a violent wrestling match. It, it makes no sense. It's awful. 
Also, can you explain the airports to me? Did anybody get this? They took the flight, but then they took the flight right back and they wished they stayed like because her car was still there. Like, yeah, no, logistically, it makes it makes logistically it didn't make sense. Also, that was a strange choice to show the bodies in the plane underwater. (laughs) Like there were these moments that felt like they threw them in to be like, this will this will make it edgy if we show something a little gruesome just pops I'll like say this dead body that. in the dumpster the floating ghostly totally hair unnecessary like I, I i agree with you that okay here's what i'll say okay i agree yeah, that it probably shouldn't have been in the film yeah. that being said i did find that shot and that moment arresting it did uh-huh. it was kind of haunting it, it did was stay haunting with yeah me, and i did feel like actually seeing the two of them together the only time we see them together is their dead bodies in that Pretty plane. Good. As a that one, Phil. I yeah. didn't see that coming. I thought you were going to be wrong. Um, <laughs> the thing I, Can the I thing, just tell you one real thing quick? I, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Can I tell you my Kevin Costner story that doesn't involve me meeting Kevin Costner? Sure. When I was an assistant, my first job here, answer yeah. the phone, and it's yeah. Kevin Costner. I'm like, oh, my God. I go to the showrunners, trying to be calm. Guys, Kevin Costner is on the phone. And they both look at me a little confused. And they're like, oh, that's Kevin Costner, our AD. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, hey, hey, Kevin Costner. Excellent. Hey, hey, Kevin Costner. But I was so thrilled at how calmly I, and they knew I all of Kevin Costner. So I felt I was delivering That is amazing. Uh, sorry. I, 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 the thing yes, I did like a lot was the way they have to identify bodies. Yes. Like, yes. In the yes. other room. Something that was that interesting. really new on yeah. the TV, these dead yeah. bodies. There is no question about whether one of them got out of it. I thought that it mm-hmm. was fantastic. It was I, the best I, part I, of the this, movie. Yeah. And, that, and that falls into the part of the film that I thought was interesting of mm-hmm. like the logistics of what it means to identify a body when there's a plane crash. I didn't know that that was, I mean, I'm assuming that this is accurate, but Mm -hmm. I did feel like that was, to your point, Kenny, like oddly powerful. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, I mean, I hope to never have to identify a loved one's body, but Mm -hmm. seeing them in person as opposed to seeing them on a television is just very different. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know what I mean? That idea of like not even being able to see the physical body of your loved one and that it is on a television screen. I thought all this stuff, all the plane crash stuff was interesting and actually I felt relatively effective all you know all things considered um it's once we get out of the plane crash stuff and we get into this weird sort of mishmash of things that I don't I mean as we mentioned this incredible scene at the uh at the department store that feels mm-hmm. like a movie unto itself um is just is just absolutely insane dutch throwing out all of peyton's stuff immediately before having confirmation <laughs> i think is a little premature but i mean okay you knew. yeah it was a strange reaction you can tell he really knew she was dead it, it had been he, like four he, hours since they had had sex so if you go yeah. four hours <laughs> since sex that probably means your wife is cheating on you probably she, can, can we talk about this for a second dude. the cross cutting again mm-hmm. in theory an interesting <laughs> choice uh-huh. but actually kind of discombobulating and made you unclear as to where you were at any yeah. good time it was cross cutting <laughs> and pre-lapping so you'd have yeah. like voices from other <laughs> locations oh you should be like i don't know what the fuck i'm supposed to be like taking away from any of this yeah, uh, yeah. it's bizarre the score 
I mean, oh my god, the score! I have so many thoughts. Oh, the, the score, score is so. Kenny, do you you've seen the firm? Obviously, right? Of course, Love the, the firm is actually a legit great movie. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it is a great it, movie. Yeah, it's like movie. '90s Grisham Popey. Yes, it's great. It's I, not, I, I feel like it's up it holds up but too. It's I feel like I watched yeah. it a year or two ago, and I was still in it. Yeah. I the think firm is. I think he thinks awesome. he's making. I the totally firm. agree. Uh-huh. You can't make the the, the truth Ugh. is you can't make John Grisham without John Grisham. I agree. It's I mean um, it works here and there. There are some movies mm-hmm. that like come close, but yeah. there's just something about those the movies that like are their own the thing. client and the client, the Pelican Brief, uh-huh. the Killers. Oh, only the Pelican Brief. That's a good movie. Chamber, not a horrible film. Yeah. The Rainmaker, pretty good film. Yep. yep. The Runaway Jury. I mean he. <laughs> Those movies the runaway jury. Now you're just making movies. up John Grisham. No, that's a real movie. I, I am a, yeah. not. I promise you. <laughs> the rural juror. The rural juror. Yeah. The rural juror. Uh, I love John Grisham movies, and yeah. I think John Grisham adjacent movies almost. Well, you know, my, like presumed innocence, pretty good, but for the most part, yeah. they mostly yeah. are trash. Yeah, um, but this. Yeah, but but I think if he approached this movie, the thing about the firm and the reason the firm works so well is it's it's kind of pulpy and campy and a little bit silly, and it kind of knows uh-huh. what it is. And and I think that Sidney Pollock is kind of the perfect awesome. match. Tom Cruise, all that right stuff. Now. It all just kind of works. It's all it's all it's all calibrated right. Yeah, this, McDear. No one talks about that movie enough. They don't talk about <laughs> the movie. No. This movie needed that. Yeah, kind of popey, silly. Like if it was yeah. approached less heavy-handedly, yeah, maybe it could have worked. But anyway, it sorry, felt like also Tom Cruise oh. was giving you everything in that movie instead of nothing. Yes. Sorry, Jerry. I, I was just gonna say it honestly felt like to me the score the entire time the piano score so weird. Every time there was so a climax, weird. I was like, "What is? What do you want me to take <laughs> away right now? Like, am I? I'm confused." And it, honest to God, felt like. They got into the edit room and like specifically, I wrote down this one scene in particular where he goes to the apartment and she's already there and his face is giving you nothing, but it's angry. And then there's like the score of the very light piano. (laughs) And you're like, did you put this in in editing? Because you're like, everybody's going to think that this man is about to murder this woman. It is. That was one of the more baffling moments in the film for me was what was the direction that he was given? Or did Harrison say, this is what I'm doing in this scene? Because he looks as though he has been, she has done something so abhorrent and so awful. She has betrayed him on a level that is hard to even comprehend. And the answer is she found the apartment less than a day (laughs) earlier and cleaned it out. And he's tearing open garbage by saying, what did you find? It's He seems like a legitimately fucking out of his mind crazy person. Yeah, when he jumps out her purse. And we paired it with the piano. It was yeah. that, I, 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 I'm so happy we're doing this with women because <laughs> you can tell me, <laughs> yeah. is dumping out a woman's purse the most aggressive assault you can imagine? Personal violation, I guess. Short of an actual assault. Yeah, I was like, where were you? I I was looking for, I was trying, personal violation, short of something that involves actual, you know, uh, physical. I think it depends. I think it depends. I think it's on the same level as reading somebody's text messages. Like, those are, like, it's not good. But it's right. also it's just the way that it's like your personal things That's are important what I was to you that you carry with you that you just like 
the way he just dumps yeah, it out without asking is, is he is the right to anything that's her personal things. And there's also some level of your purse. that's always like a tiny bit embarrassing. You know, it's like whether or not it's like the old receipts that you haven't thrown away or whatever it is, tampons, whatever it is. It's like, there's something like very personal about your purse and the fact that he just grabbed it. And so violently yeah. well, truly made me feel like, get out now, walk out that door, never see the man again. He's dangerous. I yeah. thought they were trying like to women show hold us the purse so that he close was to their dangerous. body because these are the things that they yeah. need in their lives. Yeah. And you pour that out. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Can dick. I also say, you know what yeah, it also what made a me dick. think? It also yeah. made me realize it was it was the moment where it was like, he's a cop. Like it it's it's yeah. like and I'm not condoning the behavior. He is a felt, cop. But it felt very cop like. It felt very yeah. like you are you are someone that I need to interrogate. You're someone that and, and yeah. that sucks. And I have a right to anything of yours in order to get to the Correct. truth. Correct. He also yeah. used that used that nine one one reverse lookup, which yeah. I was like, yeah. you're you are like you're down to abuse your power for your yeah. own personal shit. Like yeah. he's I like, not a good cop. Democrats no, are dangerous is what I get from this. <laughs> yeah. That's the um, takeaway from this movie. Yeah. Also that they had to add in the line where um Kristen Scott Thomas turns and goes, You are a cop. Yeah. And you're like, well, you've been hanging out with him for two weeks. Like he uh, said he was a lieutenant when you first met him. Like, I why why is that now hitting you? Like yeah. he's he's internal affairs too, which is like a, just yeah. such a weird decision. But yep. Like, it's also he's a cop's cop. Yeah. yeah, I I want to talk about for a quick second. Um, he invites her to his cabin on Chesapeake Bay or near Chesapeake Bay, um, where they have just a, a bad sex scene. It's <laughs> just not like it's just it's not hot. It's not whatever. Mm-hmm. But before that, there's there is a couplet of dialogue that is just amazing. She says, there are so many reasons I might be doing this. I keep thinking I'll go one more mile and turn around. And he says, I was thinking about your mouth. (laughs) That is awful. It is. It could not be less sexy. It could not. They, they, they somehow find a way to make this film feel so gross. So gross. Yes. I, I, uh, they made just, him he's just it, it's like she's prey to him and they did that the whole movie like even that weird airplane scene like where they're on the airplane together and she's in the other row and he like looks back at her and yeah. you're like what? what what am i supposed to be getting here are you trying what are to be we? like what's he happening feels, yeah it's it's very it's very predatorial in a way yeah. that i don't quite think they, I, I'm not sure they were conscious of but yeah. no then we, you, you, yeah. you know why phil because he made tootsie and everyone said it was brilliant. I love how much and you hate Tootsie. It's, more, it's truly like this. It's like an awful, awful movie. But like, it's one of those things where American Beauty is the same way, where someone makes this movie that, yeah, that everybody tells the people involved, this is brilliant, make more of this. And they don't appreciate just how the opposite of brilliant it is, how creepy and awful and terrible it is. I mean, Tootsie is about a guy who defrauds an entire world pretending he's a woman it also uses that to like sneak in and get close to his co his much younger co-star and like seduce her. It's like this movie is so creepy. Yeah. This I mean, yeah. this movie for for not I'm not defending Tootsie. Tootsie is, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, trying to be uh, a comedy. This movie is not. And kind of uh, kind of. 
Well, as you're describing yeah. Titsy, I just realized how similar it is to um, Bosom Buddies. Uh, the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's much well, more. Bosom Buddies came out after Tootsie. Yeah. Bosom Buddies was three or four years after and was undoubtedly like, give us Tootsie the TV show. Uh-huh. I, so it should be said that this is the only film in which Harrison Ford plays a character who wears an earring. Oh, really? <laughs> the only? Yeah. So there you go. Oh, uh, just for what that's how she knew and, he was a Democrat. That's right. It's interesting you bring up Tootsie because Dustin Hoffman um, was the one who bought the book rights to this 15 years before. Interesting. I don't know Dustin Hoffman in this role, I don't know what that looks like, but I mm-hmm. mean, I guess it's possible. He very well may not have bought them for himself. It's that is true. That is true. You know, um, direct, you know like, yeah. well, who knows what he was. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. anything's possible. Um, so the, the, I want to just talk about the, the end of this film. Uh, after they, they meet up at the apartment and they have this fraught scene um she takes off he goes to catch her and then Dennis Haysburg shows up and shoots him um and we have the one of the clunkiest most ridiculous action scenes I've ever seen oh boy oh boy this scene where in broad daylight this man was just gonna gun down a cop just like is I mean all the bad guys in this movie are black too it's like Uh no his partner's not his partners. Charles S. Dutton, one of the greatest American actors, is right. reduced to having like four lines. Four lines. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dirty. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so so he gets fight. shot in the leg. She mm-hmm. runs to his aid. Uh, he goes to the hospital. He has, I, I don't know if he has surgery, it doesn't really matter, but there's a scene in a hospital room uh-huh. where and I don't know if you're laughing because of what I'm about to say, Jerrica. I don't know, but you're gonna have to say it first. Harrison Ford's Demanding of his watch back yeah. is it's hilarious. So weird. To me. Just, the only thing he's upset about is he's like, I don't know where my watch is. And then yeah. a nurse shows up. He's like, Get me my goddamn watch back. Like, were we supposed to glean that his wife had given him the watch? I like, there is so many things that they just threw out there without any sort of Emotional like you attachment. Cut that from the scene yeah. so easily, and yet they yeah. left it in. It's yeah. so bizarre to me. So bizarre. Like, is it even a Rolex? Like, what? I don't. Why is are you even, Is is it even a Rolex? <laughs> why do you need it so probably, bad? It's probably like, a fucking Timex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a cop, an internal affairs cop, has a Rolex. But it just—it was so. He has a very nice house for being an internal he affairs does, cop, and, and, for being uh, and, a, and a beautiful cabin. At Penny. <laughs> but I, 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 the reason I want to, I, I brought up the reason I brought up the watch thing uh-huh. is because yeah. this kind of is a perfect encapsulation of like when the gruff, angry old man Harrison comes out in movies wow. over the span of of like late nineties, nineties, early two thousands, what have you. Like when he's saying "Get off my plane," you're like, "Yes, great!" Like everyone cheers. When he say, "Give me my watch back," he <laughs> just me back seems like a watch. crazy old coot that's just yeah. yelling about his watch. Well, he used yeah. to have a plane. Now he has a watch. Yeah. I mean, there were also like in speaking of jewelry, insane choices from the character. Like you've already <laughs> gleaned, your husband is cheating. You find a present shaped like a jewelry box. <laughs> And think this won't go poorly if I have my daughter open this. I mean, I thought, obviously, I thought that it was going to be engraved with the wrong Same. initials. But yeah. it was like, you're watching every decision this brilliant politician makes. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? You're just giving your daughter I, the mistress's gift? 
Kate Mara, adorable as a teenager. Was that Kate or the other one? That's Kate. Kate. And why does she look exactly the same? Like her face is exactly the same. Exactly. I don't know. That's billionaire money. (laughs) It's very strange how this movie resolves itself because part of it too is, um, and and by that I mean their relationship, where I'm just Mm -hmm. like, okay, she goes to the hospital. She says, you know, she's kind of shitty to him. And he's trying to, like, mend things. But, like, it's an awkward scene between two people where it's just like, yeah, you kind of lost your shit at the apartment back there. So we're, like, done. And he's Mm -hmm. like, but I was shot. Feel sorry for me. And she's like, "Mm, I'm I'm good. And it's just just a very odd energy. She's kind of like, I do. You know? Like, it it wasn't like I'm good. It was like. I do. You're right. You got shot, and I feel bad. Uh, yeah. yeah. Boo. I and then feel we, like, yeah, yeah. Boo. <laughs> boo this yeah. film. Jericho. Oh, I mean, my, like, it then, the whole thing just, I, I, was there a time jump between that and yes. the airport then? Okay. Oh, 100%. Because did, did there's long? an election that we oh, don't right. see. I mean, she, and all you get is, like, snow. So I was like, was that a season? Well, it's, was it a year? This is a perfect example to me of what this movie thinks it needs to hold your hand on and what things it doesn't. Yeah. Where you're just like, this is a perfect example of I need to know chronologically where I am. Yeah. And instead you've just been like, I have to glean from a scene with an assistant that there's someone that got her job and she says, like, get comfortable. Like, it's, it's a very strange scene. Yeah. And then... Dutch stalks her to an airport. Which, how did he know which one? I mean, well, how did fine. he know which one? How did he know where she was going? How, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe he could glean that she was going to New Hampshire. But all this being said, he calls her assistant, I guess, to find out where she's going. He, I guess, just stands at this That's bar right. for an, an indeterminable amount of time. Right. Um, sees her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a very confusing end to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, right. The last scene of the movie. I totally yeah, it, forgot. It's crazy. Uh, and then they have this, what I could only describe as a way too cute, strangely ambiguous scene. Yeah. So ambiguous. <laughs> where I'm just supposed to be like, what am I supposed to take away from these two? <laughs> like, yeah. he invites her to go to a movie and she says, wouldn't that be something? And then what if, his are beer. you being sarcastic? Is, are you? I don't know. I don't she, know. She, she has a few of these like Americanisms that yes. sound so weird rolling off yes. her tongue. Like when she says it's two nothing against the home team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That no, was you don't say that. I don't believe yeah. you. Yeah, uh, there's another, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be something? It was such a weird way. It's just like yes. also. Yes. Like, this is such, like, 101 shit. Like, I want to take you to a movie. Like, you don't have anything you can call back to their relationship. You don't have yeah, one thing that means something to these people. Violent wrestling. That's all. <laughs> I want to violently wrestle you. wrestle you in my sedan. I would have yeah, been. I mean, I, even just, like, even a, a, a weird joke about, you know, her being a Republican and losing. Whatever it is. Like, uh, some sort of, like. <laughs> at least you got the house like, back. I got, got my house Speaking back. of yeah. things that they needed to hold your hand on, I just want to ask if anybody else was yes. confused about yeah. this. The 
voice messages in the very beginning. Oh my God. I did not understand that those were not. So when Harrison Ford goes to the bar and is like, you know, I don't know if she's going to show up for dinner. I was like, I'm confused. Didn't she leave you a message? Are you the two leaving the message? And it's not until the end of the movie that you're like, oh, it was them. I, I, I so also, thrown. you bringing yeah. up, first of all, that makes absolutely no sense, but you bringing okay. up the voicemail messages, I have to bring up when at the end of the apartment scene, Dutch listens to yeah. a voicemail that she leaves and she literally says, what are we doing? Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know? Like, what? Yeah, just like Molly Reed. That was good. Forget subtext, guys. Forget, like, first of all, no one would ever leave that message. I don't understand oh. why anyone would. I mean, there's really no context for that. But then it's just like, so wait, now I'm supposed to feel sympathy for this person or something? Oh, and then it doesn't end there because then it pulls back and he's like, we had sex that morning. Four hours That's hour. why she oh. leaves. And then he's yeah. alone in the room and you're like, yeah, she's not what even there. Scene? You know it's what? Crazy. Other moment was lacking again, nitpicky, but she get she has that moment where she throws out the political speech to give yeah. an emotional one. Correct. She doesn't say Correct. anything, just wraps it up. Like I thought she was gonna give a power open up about like the trauma she's gone through, both grieving a husband she never knew, and you were gonna see this personal side of this politician, and it's Instead, she's just like, thank you. And everyone's giving her a round of applause. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I think Worst the more movie. we talk about this movie, Kenny, the more I think this might be like bottom 10 for us. Bottom bottom 10. It's it, like, worse it's, than I thought. It really can is. Can you give me a couple thought. other examples of your bottom 10s? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, here. Phil, you talk. Is, I'll, I'm just going to look up mine. Yeah. I mean, Story of Us is definitely up there. Story mm-hmm. of Us is... is is probably better than this because I don't know. Story of Us at least is kind of like playful. It's more. It's more ish. competent than this. It's, yeah, it just I, is. Uh, there's Always what you want to hear about your movie. It's competent. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk. I mean, about we're talking about scene. we're talking about Rob Reiner and fucking Sidney Pollack. But Fair. when these guys, when these guys, American filmmakers, I know when these guys yeah. lose their fastballs, they are gone. <laughs> I I want to talk about one scene I actually did like. Um, which was the first scene between Dutch and Kay when he goes to her apartment and there's a nice tension there insofar as her not wanting to acknowledge the insinuation that he's making that there was Mm -hmm. a spousal Mm -hmm. affair. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're both good in the scene. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, I mean, they, they, and, and part of it is because they don't need to be romantic um, and, and that they can just kind of really sink into what this movie should be, what this movie could have been, which is the sort of tension that exists in them, in what these two people have unfortunately been forced together because of, Um, you know, there's, there's kind of the interrogation of their marriages, but also just him being a cop and her, like, it's all kind of there and it all works really well. And this was a scene that, that I think I either wasn't paying attention to the first time we watched it, Kenny, or what have you, but it was a scene that made me go like, Maybe I didn't hate this movie as much as I thought. Like, I, I this is a this is a weird one because of the time we've spent away from this movie and kind of a reevaluation. And like, listen, I'm not writing for this movie, but I do think that oddly, 
I might have liked it more this time around. But then as we continue to talk about all of its flaws, it's just shockingly inept. <laughs> it's just our bad know, movies are so bad, Phil. But I'm gonna give you <laughs> I'm gonna give you the bottom. Please give us some bad ones. Yeah. Uh, so the worst movie, <laughs> at least according to me, that we've done is actually Chill Factor. The actual oh. worst movie we've done is Love Stinks. That's the worst movie. Then uh, The Other Sister, Tom's Crown Affair, oh. awful. Entrapment, no The Story of Us, Mickey Blue Eyes, Baby Genius is the Haunting, The Very Thought of You, Runaway Bride. These are some of the worst movies. Yeah, these I are know, some of our I, bad ones. Now, looking at these numbers, I gave Chill Factor a three, Love Stinks a four, and The Other Sister an eight. Uh, no. I know what I'm going to give this movie. So here's the thing. Um, and and when we when we do rate this in a moment, I, I I I just I guess what I'm trying to say is this movie's not good. This movie's bad. I'm not I'm not riding for this movie. But when I put it next to those movies, I think that those movies are are bad from like concept. Like the other sister is bad from concept. The other sister shouldn't be made. Like I, I think, think the it's other better than the other sister. This is my point. <laughs> I think that this movie's better than Chill Factor. Um, I think that, that whether whether you whether you like Harrison Ford and Kristen Scott Thomas in this movie together, they at least have star wattage watchability. I would argue that Chill Factor is just a flat line. Like it's just it's it's better than the three movies that I just mentioned. It's worse than every other movie we've done. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is not good. I don't like it. Um, I'm not a fan of it. Um, but I want to just I want to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning for a quick second and just kind of look at this film from thirty thousand feet. Conceptually, I think that the four of us this afternoon could write a better movie based on this subject matter. This um, afternoon? Yes. <laughs> I'm free. You guys want to do and it? And go. <laughs> but I just, I know that we, as four competent writers in 2022, would at least be able to sort of mine this for what I think is is interesting mm-hmm. terrain. And Easily. it's depressing yeah. that they didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But um, yeah, I just, I, I You want to rate this one? Yeah, oh, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but let's no, no, rate yeah, it. Uh, you you go first, Kenny. Champing at the bit. Do it. Uh, I actually gave this film a 25 uh, coming into this podcast because I guess I didn't think it was as bad as it is. I'm giving it an 11. <laughs> I'm giving it an 11. I think the the movies above it are Thomas Crown Affair, which is obviously better and I should reevaluate. And uh, Entrapment, which stinks very badly and is better than this. So uh, 11 for random. Hearts. Here's my question to you, though. You bring up Entrapment. Which movie has more chemistry that, <laughs> between oh, its two leads? Entrapment. Definitely Entrapment. Who's Without Entrapment? Question. Is that Captain Dita Jones? And, and, and Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Sean Connery. That's oh, great. Geez. And so, well, they, but they're not really doing it in that movie, Phil. Remember, that's like not. Yeah, really no, I know. They're, they're, but they're 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 kind of they're, they're, they're dancing around it. it they're dancing but they're not it. really doing it. And like, it's mu- so much more chemistry than this. I mean, he oh, does watch like her get out of bed naked. He watches her sleep and then sees her get out of bed. Naked. It's it's not great. I'm not saying it's less creepy than this too. All right. That's that's true. Uh, Jerrica, zero to 99. What did you think before this podcast? And what did you think after this podcast? Oh, um, before this podcast, I gave it a 13. Okay. Um, because that's what Apple TV gave it. And I was like, <laughs> that seems spot on. Like, that okay. feels very accurate. Um, yeah. After this podcast, uh, I would go ahead and give it 
like an 11. I'm right there with Kat. It's just gone down a little bit more. Molly? Okay, well, going into the movie, um, quickly discussed with you all. So the the bar was really lowered. So I went in being like pleasantly surprised at like a 15, (laughs) maybe. 14, 15. (laughs) I mean, it's still a disaster, but you know. Yeah. I... So okay, I'm, I'm also going to settle no, on an eleven. Where are you now? Where are yeah, you now? I'm you also going to settle on an eleven. Well, doesn't even matter what you do now. <laughs> yeah, eleven is the answer. Rude. Um, so here's the thing: I rated this back when we originally were supposed to do it over two years ago, and I gave the movie a twenty back then. Oh, interesting. Then I watched it the other day, or you know, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it a little bit more. And I actually, I gave it a 35. Okay. Wow, okay. But now we've spoken. <laughs> and now I'm back down to a 20. <laughs> I, I, I can't, like, I can't really, uh-huh. I mean, not, not that a 35 is a glowing review by I, any means. Mm-hmm. But like, I, so I'm, I, yeah, I, I just, I'm giving it a 20 for a couple scenes that I liked for a concept that was not well mined, but had some stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, guys, I can't really ride for this movie. I mean, you gave it an 11. 11's a fair, fair rating for this film. There was a fight but in the bowling all... alley that went nowhere. A what? I've completely forgotten The fight forgot in the that. bowling alley? Oh, that yeah. Nowhere. Nowhere. I... It never just... Oh, yeah. I, I, I took a... In a in a bowling alley. Yeah. Two years ago, Phil, I took a ton of notes on this. <laughs> Back when I used to take back when I used to take notes, so I have my rating back then too. What is it? It was, so a, tw- was, it was a twenty-four, and I yeah. said, oh, "Wow!" I said, what does this dumbass movie think it's saying? <laughs> <laughs> One of the worst movies I've ever watched critically. I said, "We're ahead of the characters at every fucking point." I don't understand this stupid fucking movie. I was pretty mad. You were angry. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Because when when I originally when we originally set out to do this, yeah, you were just you were not thrilled about doing this film, understandably so. And I remember we I feel like we jam it was like a jam in situation where we were trying to do it really quickly. And I feel like I had a bunch of notes too. Like I look at this document, and I was just like, God, I took a lot of notes on this movie that did not deserve the time I put into it. But um, so next Damn. week, I'm, I'm a little curious. I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote I wrote at one point this is a sad ass movie in every way some sad ass sex in this movie no pathos no ex- self ex- examination she's gonna fuck him into becoming a Republican <laughs> no, I, that, that is exactly what she's gonna do that was can I just say I missed that she was a Republican because I because of the way she delivered that line it could be a variety it was like are you at, I heard it as, are you at least a Democrat? Like we have all these yes. problems that are you at least a Democrat? And then he goes, what if I am? What if I am? Yeah. Like, and it's the most wishy-washy. It's so weird. Wishy-washy. <laughs> You'll read some William wrote, F. Buckley. You'll be fine. I also wrote in all caps in my notes. Why are they panicking at salsa dancing? Like she oh, looks, so they're true. looking at the salsa dancing and then she uh-huh. panics. And she goes, we have to get out of here. And then says, you really are a cop about the digital camera. Somebody takes a photo and he's like, oh. I'm going to go get it. And she's like, you okay. really are a cop. And you're like, what? what I just, I know. It is. So, I, 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 yes, please go horrible. ahead. Kenny. 
we you want to hear some of my uh my openings from back then? Yeah. I had two that I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. From the bottom of the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> okay. And from restricted parking. Love restricted. That's both, your, that's both your good. best one. Pretty good. But I, pretty good. I, I actually do really like that you picked the the sad sandwiches because <sighs> there's something there's something about the fact that he calls her. It's the worst. We, we're, we're only on her side of the phone. She picks up the phone. They have a conversation. He says, "Do you want to get some dinner?" She's like, "I would love to. I'm not that hungry, but like, I'd love to see you." Yeah. Cut to a picnic bench in a park with two sandwiches and Ziploc bags out of a fucking cooler. I'm just like, dude, what are is this? Are you trying to woo her? Like, is this what you think is like? No. I just, but I, I, I just want to say one last time for what it's worth because I'm looking at Sydney Pollock's credits here, and I'm not gonna ride for Tootsie. I know how much you hate Tootsie, Kenny. Totally fair, but like, they shoot horses, don't they? The way we were, three mm-hmm. days of the Condor. You know, out of Africa, The Firm, Sabrina. It's just like, and then this movie feels like it was directed by Google. Like that it was like a Google translator directed this movie. That's this accurate. Yeah, that does feel like that. hundred percent. This is why I said that the, com- the computer put the screenplay together. Yes, yes. Yeah. Totally, Kenny. <laughs> Sorry, Molly? Sorry, what did you say, Kenny? Can you no, just say he'd, he'd be a great he'd be a fascinating blank like check person for the blank check podcast because <laughs> he does have this Reiner thing, which is like the the films you mentioned are all in different genres. Mm-hmm. He's yep. adept at you know comedy and, and drama and action, all these things. But he's a distinct he is a distinctly seventies filmmaker who made seventies films in the eighties and then made eighties films in the nineties. And by nineteen ninety nine, he had totally lost his way. Yeah, completely. It's also just like you know his previous. He's got the firm and Sabrina that lead up to this, right? The firm is a obviously an out of the uh, you know out of the box huge hit, masterpiece, um, masterpiece, great big, <laughs> movie, very expensive, made a lot of money. Sabrina is a remake of a beloved movie, oddly cast to some degree. People like, like it. I, though. People do like it, mm-hmm. um, and it did it did quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, it's just it's it's very strange. But Molly, what were you? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say before? Uh, oh, it wasn't exciting. It was just like, I think that the whole thing reads like the computer wrote it. You yeah. gave them this, the plot computer wrote it, and then Google directed it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely oh, explains I, so, the voicemail reveal at the end. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, that scene, and <laughs> I, it's worth underlining here mm-hmm. that she warns him not to listen to the messages, then leaves. He <laughs> listens to the message. He says, "We just had sex," and then there's no. I just, I want, I want to just underline again that he said that to nobody. To nobody. <laughs> so weird. Um, so oh. next week, uh, <laughs> we're covering Futurama with Mike Natale, and I'm curious: Did you guys ever were you Simpsons Futurama people? Did you watch those when you were a kid? I watched Simpsons when I was a kid. I think I did like an episode of Futurama. I didn't really get into that one. I never watched Futurama, just Simpsons. But Simpsons, right. <laughs> I, I, and the reason I bring this up is I think that was the case with most people. I, yeah. that, move, that show actually one of the the most successful premieres ever on television and the mm-hmm. most biggest dropped episode two that's ever been. Like I think that everyone was yeah. just like the new Simpsons show. Sure. And then they're like, yeah. I'm good. Huh? And then no one. I no definitely one, yeah. watched the premiere the night it premiered and 
basically yeah. never watched another episode. It's not, <laughs> it's not, and, and the, the actual thing is like, I think it is for me, yeah, but, I just, but I just never really, you know, felt yeah. like it was something that was calling to me um, yeah. for whatever reason. It's it's very like it's got that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy kind of vibe to it. That Douglas Adams sort of Kurt Vonnegut, you know, um, subversive kind of energy to it. Um, but I think part of the problem is that The Simpsons was so ubiquitous, and The Simpsons, which is like in the DNA of an entire generation, people were not ready to see that type of energy do something different from mm. what the Simpsons does to, if that makes sense like I just yeah. think but what's what is fascinating about the show and obviously we talk about this in the episode but just um this weird journey this show has been on of like it's on Fox it's canceled on Fox it's brought back on Comedy Central it's canceled on Comedy Central it's now coming back on Hulu um yeah. it's just like this weird thing where it's just like it's obviously successful enough that there's a fan base there and yet it's just weird. It's a weird show. It's it's it's. Yeah. A, it's I'm not show. among it, and I won't be on this podcast. <laughs> it is. It is just myself and Mike Natale. But it is. Uh-huh. It is a fascinating thing, nonetheless. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. To Thanks talk for about having Random us. Hearts. Thanks for having us. Can't wait to write a movie this afternoon. We're going to write yeah. a movie this afternoon yep. based on Random Hearts. Uh, I believe you owe us cocktails for making Random us watch this movie. And we can't wait to. <laughs> you guys need to come on the the 2009 Patreon. We'll uh, send you the list, and you guys. Yeah. Can Yes, yeah, send us the list. We should get to pick this time. Yeah, yeah. send you the list. Last time Jerrica. we were assigned little monsters. Uh-oh. Yes. Now Kenny's we're assigned. Like, Kenny doesn't want Jerrica to do something. Yeah, what no, do you no, want no, me I, to do? No, I don't want Jerrica to think that we didn't notice that she has a random heart on her shirt. Oh, no. thank you so much. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so uh, yes. I yes, for that our so listeners. Much. I did. By yeah. design. I know. With the earrings as well. Look at these random hearts. Nothing is random, Jerrica. Everything is, yes. is intentional. Um, uh, and I appreciate it so much because we have now, I mean, go ahead and tell them, but um, I have looped these guys into all of my fashion making choices going yeah. forward <laughs> thanks to an accidental text message. So, Can you imagine if I posted that photo on our Twitter? I would die. Um, <laughs> post that die. for this episode. Yeah, yeah. You can use that yeah, when this the, episode yeah. drops... It'll be, we'll just, we'll put it on the, on, it'll be on our podcast, like it's 1999 Twitter feed. You guys can see the accidental, um, yeah, outfit. Picture. It was a Super Bowl outfit, fans. That's all you mm-hmm. need to know. Yeah, for the that? listeners, Derek had meant to just text me her Super Bowl outfit to ask how it looked, yeah. and she texted it to everyone she posted, on Phil, this podcast. I'm, I went on, yeah. oh, it's going up. It's going up. <laughs> Can I just say one last thing? You look great, Derek. It's not like there's anything embarrassing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> One last thing I'm reminded of when we're talking about her um, shirt yes. is yes. it is a stupid title that does not. <laughs> why is it random hearts? Like I kept being like, what the fuck yeah. is the name of the movie again? Two hearts, true heart. What the fuck am I well, watching? The thing is, random hearts random is actually. Hearts? By the way, random hearts. If it was the James L. Brooks, Kevin Costner, uh, Robin Wright movie, for uh-huh. instance, let's just say, yeah. Kind of makes sense, right? Because there's like a rom commy yeah. kind of that's it's wrong yeah. for this because it's yeah. This is just it, it feels. I, don't, I never hated that title. I always thought that the I always thought the premise and the title was intriguing, and the movie it doesn't say anything about disaster. the premise. It actually, I for <laughs> me, for me, I actually agreed that like after I watched it, I was a little bit like. Yeah, I mean that was random. Like, what else would I call this? Like, that's actually true. Like, that's wow. true. It is super also, random. 
of the It is era. unmotivated. It should be called unmotivated hearts. Yeah, I feel like random hearts. came into our vernacular hardcore in that era, in the late yeah. 90s. Yeah. Everything was suddenly random. You know, yeah. the yeah. word usage wasn't that popular prior, but it became a popular word. One last thing. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, speaking of subscribing, check out our Patreon on all the best films of 1989. Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Fabulous Baker Boys, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, Field of Dreams, Major League, and many, many more. We are covering all the best films of 1989 with amazing guests like Joanna Robinson, Liz Hanna, Hunter Covington, Brian Cogman, David Iserson, and many, many more. All your favorite guests from our 1999 podcast are coming on to the 1989 Patreon. You can sign up for it at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. For only $5, you get access to all of these awesome episodes. And for a few bucks more, you get video of our 1999 episodes as well. Plus, there are other very cool tiers too, where you can even be a guest on our podcast. Please check out our Reddit as well at reddit.com backslash podcast like it's. We're also on Twitter at podcast like it's 1999. We're also on Instagram at podcast like it's 1999. Uh, thank you so much to Ernie and Will for producing our episodes, Sullivan for our social media, Yon Katas for our amazing art and theme songs. And most of all, thank you all for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.